Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. On this channel, we have simple goals. We want to inspire investors to move forward. We want to create belief that one rental at a time is possible. And we want to help you take positive steps forward. If you want to learn more about your host, Michael Zuber, please go to Amazon and buy his book, self-titled or self-published, One Rental at a Time. I believe there's a link in the description. If you're ready to get started with buy and hold rentals, but unsure what to do, I strongly encourage you to consider buying our online course. It gives you the tools to get started, help you learn your market, allows you to compare deals, and so much more. Lastly, by buying the course, you are granted access to a private Facebook group where I and my students interact daily. Everyone is equal and we just keep helping everyone move forward. It is so much fun to watch. And again, I believe a link is in the description. With that, on with the show. Hello, folks. How are you doing? So I thought I would do another short interview about my thoughts on the Bay Area real estate market. So it's, uh, it's September 9th, 2019. Uh, the last one of these I did was on May 1st. Uh, really what we're going to talk about is what I see kind of transpiring over the next 9 to 12 months. And again, I'll kind of walk you through my logic. That way you could, you know, you can let me know what you think. Uh, do me a favor if you watch this entirely through the video. Let me know let me know if you think I'm on the right page or if you think uh, I missed something. I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on, on you know, what, what I see happening in the Bay Area real estate market. So uh, first and foremost, uh, if you follow this channel for any length of time, you know one of the key metrics that I have used and will continue to use going forward is something known as the affordability index. The affordability index, uh, in a nutshell, kind of highlights what percentage of that population in that county uh, can afford the average priced home. And in the Santa Clara County, where I happen to live and have lived the majority of my life, it is just unaffordable. Now, some of this unaffordability is being helped by low interest rates, right? If you go back and watch some of the my other opinions on the uh, Bay Area real estate, you know, the one I did in February, um, we were like, oh, watch out, interest rate spiked, going to see a slowdown, nailed it. And then I think the one in May, I talked about a lot of, um, you know, investors or a lot of first-time buyers unlocking money in their RSUs and stocks, which we got right as well. So, um, you know, the affordability in index is something I absolutely track. It's really made of two components, right? The, the price uh, and then the interest rate, because again, most people buy real estate on the mortgage payment. So we have a headwind of high prices, but we are getting some assistance here uh, in the short term with lower interest rates, right? Uh, I have heard about owner occupants getting interest rates, 30-year fixed interest rates with a two on it, um, where in February it was a you know a high four. So uh, payments can be really impacted by interest rates. So we kind of have a tug and pull there. The other one is, um, as shared before, the Bay Area is really a dominant market for owner occupants. 
there isn't the mom and pop landlord. So there isn't really this com this competition between, you know, hey, I want to buy an investment property and, you know, owner occupants. It's predominantly owner occupant. Uh, but what, what I see happening, the big thing is confidence, right? And specifically consumer confidence. And then even more specific than that, technology confidence, right? It, it, it shouldn't go with any misunderstanding that a lot of the wealth that's created in the Bay Area and the wealth that goes from jobs uh, into housing is because of technology, right? And most specifically for most of us, that is uh, stock options or RSUs or our one-time windfalls from IPOs and, and things of that nature. This is where I think it gets tricky. Uh, I think what we're seeing with the WeWork IPO, I think what we're seeing with the disappointment in Uber and Lyft is in Slack for that matter, is we're seeing disappointing returns on IPOs. We're seeing perhaps, and, and you know, I've reported on it a couple of times, this WeWork IPO, uh, it might be delayed, uh, which would then not unlock um you know, millionaires, right, from the employees that have been there. So I'm under the impression that uh, the great RSU unlock, uh, the stock market, I see significant headwinds uh, for technology folks that are, you know, we're looking forward to unlocking significant, um, you know, IPO wealth or, or liquidity events. I think this is going to be similar to what happened in the dot-com craze, if you've been around long enough to see that. Right. There were companies that were worth, you know, whatever. And, and you know, a year later, two years later, we're, we're out of business. I think that's what's going to happen. I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a great devaluation in um, value of, of once, you know, companies called unicorns and the like. And I think that's going to have a cascading effect into the real estate market. I think there's going to be less demand for ridiculously priced housing. I think with less demand will naturally come more listings. And I see uh, price drops uh, in the next 9 to 12 months in the Bay Area. Uh, I would not be shocked if the price drops are double digits. I think the Bay Area, looking at the affordability index, is so high. Uh, I see um, a great dampening of demand because the wealth that is necessary for the down payment suddenly evaporates or is cut in half if it happens. And I think this is going to impact confidence. I think folks um, in the Bay Area are about to go through a cycle of being less confident, right? We have had a great run for five, eight, ten years where everything we touched turned to gold. Uh, and, and you saw that in these valuations from these, uh, these non-public companies as they were getting rounds from, from you know, uh, venture capitalists and the like. So, uh, you know, I don't have a rosy picture. Uh, I don't know that I would be signing up for a huge mortgage today uh, if, um, you know, if I thought things could get a little soft in 2020. Uh, I think 2020 is going to be a, um, a rough market for the Bay Area. Uh, now, I'm not calling any huge 50% collapse or anything of that nature. Uh, I don't see that. Um, but I, I could certainly see a haircut of 10% coming off the market. And, you know, this, this could be further exacerbated if, um, you know, there, there are folks out there flipping homes in this market. 
So if you're flipping homes and you get caught in this and you have all hard money or private money kind of invested, you could get eaten alive, uh, you know, when sort of not exiting correctly. So in the end, for the first time in the Bay Area, uh, I'm a little nervous. Um, I think prices will be cheaper, you know, nine to 12 months from now. And, and I think it'll be cheaper all because I think confidence, um, you know, the Bay Area confidence will weaken. I think the, the cash, uh, you know, the, the income required to make that gargantuan down payment is, is going to be less than people were expecting. And I think that will hit confidence. And, um, you know, that, that's what I think. Let me know what you think. Uh, again, this is all, you know, you're looking at lots of levers and, and whatnot. So if you're looking in the Bay Area, you've been watching it for a while, I'd love to hear your opinion. Leave comments below. Feel free to disagree with me. I'm wrong all the time. Just ask my wife. And uh, we'll have a great day. All right, everybody. Take care.